Welcome, everyone, to Take the Lead. I am your host, as always, William Kliske. I am John O'Halloran. You guys should know that by now. And I think we have a pretty full episode today. We do. At least compared to last episode. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's okay. I think it was fine still. <laughs> it happens. Especially with the Monday episodes when there's only two days compared to five days. Yeah. All right, so talk about Josh Reddick. So I guess Josh Reddick came out and said uh, that he's getting death threats, not him, but only uh, other players on the Astros as well, which it's wrong what they did, but it's also wrong that people are going to say, he stole signs? I'm going to steal your life. I just think death threats in general are the stupidest things ever. I don't know people mean, sometimes people joke around and say it like with your friend, I'll kill you. Yeah, but, but not to. Yeah, not to like. Whenever someone mentions they have death threats, it's just like, no, that's freaking stupid. Why would you even do that? Because they're dummies and they were mad that their team got their chat, their cheeks clapped by the Astros. They're just big boy dummies who live in their mother's basement. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's that's too far with the death threats. Yeah, people are just ridiculous this day and age. Social media has so much good, yet so much bad with it. Yeah, social media. I don't media. even know if it is so just strictly social media where it's coming from. Social media is bad. Yeah. Real bad, I mean. But great transition to what I had that I didn't tell you about beforehand about social media. So the other day, hashtag cancel Houston was trending, right? And Daniel Tosh gave some appropriate punishments for the Astros. Yep. So he tweeted, since the MLB commissioner has ruined the integrity of Latin America's pastime, here are some appropriate punishments for the Astros' brazen cheating. I'm open to your suggestions as well. Hashtag cancel Houston. One, for the next four years, the Astros have to win every game by two. Number two, batters have to wear shock colors and the opposing team is allowed 10 zaps per inning. (laughs) Three, all Astros players must wear the same child size uniform as Jose Altuve. <laughs> Four. Astros must must play the 2020 season with a wiffle bat. Five. Nolan Ryan has to pitch the first three innings of every Astros game. Oh my god. Six. During every seventh inning stretch, the wives of Astros players are allowed to cheat on their husbands with any fan in the 300 section. <laughs> <laughs> and then, since he said he's open to open to suggestions, there's a couple more that aren't by Daniel Tosh. The Astros must eat a whole bottle of Viagra before every game for two years. Oh my God! <laughs> Astros catchers need to communicate their signs to the pitchers by banging a small trash can behind the plate. <laughs> Um, <laughs> during the national anthem, Astro players have to do the worm the whole time. <laughs> um, I don't understand that one. <laughs> the players are only allowed to drink Red Bull and coffee during the games and all toilet paper is to be removed from their clubhouse. <laughs> I suggest batting blindfolded for the entire year. They could do that, and they probably should. <laughs> allow them to have, to allow them to know if it's a fastball or a changeup yeah. coming, and then just have them be blindfolded, see how well they do that. Yep. 
Um, yeah, that those are the tweets. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on those? <laughs> Punish them, screw them. No, I mean, like, did you think they were funny? Yeah, I thought they were hilarious. Um, so, uh, more about the Astros because we're going heavy on the Astros this time. J.D. Martinez shares new revelation about Astros sign-stealing in the 2018 playoffs. So Mike Fears didn't blow the lid on the Astros sign-stealing operation until early this year, but the Boston Red Sox knew what the Astros were up to entering the 2018 ALCS, thanks to a tip from Fires. According to Red Sox designated hitter J.D. Martinez, who revealed Thursday that Fires made him aware of the Astros' illegal sign-stealing system before the 2018 playoffs. And w- he said, um, the only way I ever found out was towards, f- ever found out was towards in the playoffs when Fires, who is a very good friend of mine, he reached out to me and said, hey, make sure you're doing this because this is what these guys are doing in the playoffs. And he mentioned that, he mentioned it to um, Alex Cora. And Alex Carr was able to tell them like exactly how they were doing it because he was the bench coach in 2017. Mm-hmm. And Martinez said, you can put me on any lie detector. Alex Cora never influenced us and never told us about that thing. Yeah. So. You also got, Mike Fears also got death threats too. Yeah. But that, you said, I think that was the one I saw. Yeah, he said he doesn't care though. Yeah, and then uh, the new Red Sox catcher, Jonathan Lucroy, suggested Thursday that many teams were also aware of the Astros Which cheating. I never knew the Red Sox signed him. Yeah, and then you mentioned that it was just, yeah, it was like just a minor, a minor league, league deal, right? Yep, with the invitation to spring training, which he might not even make the team. Yeah, you have um, no more baseball, right? Nope. I have one more. So the MLB is to test automated strike zone a step towards robot umpires during spring training. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Major League Baseball. Oh, hold on. Yeah, an automated strike zone will be running in the background during exhibition games this season, the next step towards an expected implementation that in all likelihood remains years away. So basically they're just testing out um, an automatic... Uh, a robot umpire, basically. So what happens when that robot gets hacked and just starts destroying the Astros? <laughs> are, are they gonna bang it like they banged the trash cans? Yes. What happens if they change it from a strike to a ball? What happens if it just laser beams one of the batter and just destroys everyone on the field? <laughs> then Rob Manfield's well, obviously they're not gonna put laser beams on this robot. I'm just saying, it's just gonna ju- know the strike zone. <laughs> let's just say if it gets hacked, okay. <laughs> It gets hacked and they manually add lasers. What's your? Does that home plate? Is it? You know, so you just said home plate. Yeah, as far as, far as I'm aware. There were, I mean, it's just so that's like, hundred percent accurate. Or what's going to happen? Because robots will one day take over this world, guys. You can laugh at me, but it's going to happen. They'll take one over day. Rob Manfred. That's yes. All. <laughs> then that robot's going to be robot's friends and take over. It's going to be like I am robot, and someone's going to be the last survivor. Want to know how we stop the robots? In unison, we all stop paying our electric bills. We could do that. That's how. That's how it's done. We could do that. <laughs> there will be nowhere for them to charge. Everyone's nope. power will be out. Nope. <laughs> but that's actually interesting. I'm gonna see if that actually goes through. 
Yeah, I don't. I like the uh, human aspect of it. Yeah, but then again, to counter contradict it, we always hate when referees in the NFL get stuff wrong. Yep. So it's just like, which way is the right way? You know. So we're gonna have players arguing with a robot in the future. I don't think they'll. They will be able to argue because I think the robot will probably be like advanced enough. So it's like. Right, a hundred percent of the time. I am right. You are wrong. You're I am right. Oh, oh, what are you going to do? Ejected. <laughs> umpire comes out, just like starts screaming at a robot. It's like, hey, hey, hey! It's like, <laughs> do not compute. I am right. And go back to the dugout. Do you want to be ejected as well? <laughs> <laughs> Sight. One more word and you're out of here. <laughs> and imagine if the um, robot's voice was um, on speakers to the whole arena. <laughs> strike three, you're out. What? I said, strike three, you're out. <laughs> we could do good. We do good robot voices. From now on, take the lead. We'll be now robot operated. The robots have taken over this podcast. <laughs> but I'm going to actually ever go through. <laughs> I don't think, well, like you said, I think it would be better when a human calls it. Sorry, I'm dying. It's all right. Over here. It's all right. <laughs> uh, we're just having some fun. Whew. Uh, so do you want to do the wheel spin for the next sport since I just wanted to talk about the Astros yeah. right away? Right, where are you? Here you go. If it lands on baseball again, we'll just spin, wheel spin. Time for the wheel spin. That's our ah, uh, that's our jingle. jingle. Yep. And we got baseball. Okay, so we're okay, just so gonna we replay the first. We're just gonna yep. no, we're not gonna do it again. We're just gonna replay the first ten minutes of this podcast. All right, so now so twenty minutes. Uh, Josh Reddick, no, you go. no, no. I'm in post. I'm just gonna oh. duplicate the audio and just all right, toss it. <laughs> Let's spin it again. If this is baseball again, I'm punching something. Okay, it's not. Basketball. Ball basket. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about home team Celtics. Tice continues to excel as a perfect complement to the Celtics starters. Do you agree with that? He's been playing well. On Friday night, he piled up new career highs for points and rebounds over the Timberwolves. How much he put up? 25 and 16. They're rare for Tice, who averages 8.7 and 6.4, but they lead to a center receiving the credit he has deserved all along for being a critical piece. So how important do you think Daniel Tice is to the Celtics? I think he's pretty important. If he plays games like that, I mean... Yeah, I want to hear what uh, Gordon Hayward has described him. It's like, you know, he has... or he, he. He got a great feel for the game, so he really knows kind of where to be at different points in time, whether that's rolling to the rim, half rolling, popping out. He's a really good basketball player, and that's just on that end. So I guess he wasn't even talking about the defense. And, yeah, Steven says he's just really, really good at defense. Yeah, I like like Daniel Thais. I like him. Yeah, he he seems like he can do it all because – He's not the guy you want to score 20 points. No. He's not the guy you need to score 20 no. points because you got Kemba, Tatum, Brown, and Hayward all in the yeah. starting lineup. And, and then, Marker, Marker Smart, when 
Yeah, and then, I mean, and then off the bench, really do it. off the bench, you got smart as well. Mm-hmm. You can put up those numbers. Like, hold on, I'm going to load this up real quick. And obviously, Taco Fall. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, and then the second unit has solid people. Brad Wanamaker, Grant Williams, Sammy Ozole, Enos Cantor. I'm a big fan of Brad, Mono- Brad Wanamaker. I like him. And me too. But Celtics are doing well. We're looking at the standings, they're 39 and 16, which is very good record for this yep. time of the year. Bucks are killing it though at 47 and 8. 47 and 8. I, I'm going to have to break 70 wins. I don't it's gonna be, know. It's going to be tough. Uh, definitely will be. And then the Lakers can't break 70 wins. They probably can break almost sixty, right? Past sixty, maybe sixty-five. They 66. probably will. The Lakers would have to go thirty and zero, or no, that's they would have to go twenty-eight and zero to get to seventy wins. They're already at twelve losses. Yeah. So the Magic are still somehow in the playoff race. What's their record? Twenty-four and thirty-two, and they're the eighth seed. What the fuck? It's likely it'll be them because the ninth seed's the Wizards at 20 and 34. The Wizards can still make the playoffs? Yeah. What the hell? And then the Hornets, the Bulls, and Pistons are in 10, 11, and 12 at 19 wins. <laughs> if you really want to think about it, the Cavs are only like eight and a half games behind the Magic at 15 and 40. Something needs to be done. Also, speaking of the Cavs, apparently the did you hear what the Blazers reportedly trade or offered for Kevin Love? Mm-mm. Oh, well, it was Hassan Whiteside and somebody else. Let me double check. And Cleveland obviously said no. Yeah, they offered him, or they reportedly offered Hassan Whiteside and Kent Bazemore for Kevin Love. I would have done it. I mean, I, he wants out of Cleveland. Yeah, so I don't. I don't. And you said if you were to get traded, the only team we would get traded to is his hometown. I don't know his hometown, so hometown uh, Portland. Oh, okay, yeah, I believe. Yeah, Kevin Love prefers Portland Trailblazers as his trade destination, and the fact that they even offered him and the Cavs didn't take it just it befuddles me. That's that's a word. Take it to the bank. Befuddles. <laughs> the big ass word for me. <laughs> it's not even that long of a word. It's like eight letters. Yeah, but I don't say big-ass words like that. Oh, it's nine letters. My bad. I'm sorry. You think I say nine-letter words? No way. You probably do. You probably used, like, five of them on this podcast already. All right. I mean... What word did you say that he had to count out real quick? It's a bad word. What word? MF. You you, uh, you didn't say it. No, I mean, I, I said I never say long words like oh, that. And I was okay. like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, you're counting I first count word. that. Off the podcast. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, speaking of the Lakers, too, from how good they're doing this year at 42 and 12, they waive DeMarcus Cousins. Yep. And they make a clear path to sign Markeith Morris after Markeith bio Morris. from Pistons. That's what I call him. What? Uh, I said Markeith. Markeith. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, man. Injuries, injuries just happened to him. 2018, he tore his Achilles. Tore yep. his, did he tore his, yep. no, tore his Achilles? Then he played for the Warriors. Yep. 
in the playoffs in, in the championship last year. Towards ACL in the offseason with the Lakers. Uh, if I'm DeMarcus Cousins, I know he wants to continue to play, but I'm going to be like, you know what? Time for him to retire. I've had two injuries. Uh, both of them are pretty big, especially Achilles being big. Uh, just retire, man. I know you want to keep playing, but mm-hmm. just retire. Yeah, I think it's time. He's earned enough money in his career. Let's see. What's his net worth? $18 million. Oh, pff, that's so much money. You're set for life already. Oh, no, his, his net worth is $37 million. Oh, even better. $18 million was what? His contract salary. Cousin oh, okay. salary. Sorry, I thought it said contract. Who'd? Yeah, his $18 million yeah. salary. His net worth is uh, $37 Do you retire. Yeah. You have two, it's time. two huge injuries back to, not back to back, but pretty almost, much back to back. Yeah, in two years. Um That's insane. You know, if the Lakers win a championship, I wonder if he gets a ring. That is a good question. I thought I'm you have to, to play a minimum amount of games to get a ring. I always thought it was like well, that. I don't know. Well, he's not on the team anymore, so I, th- I think if you get released, you're doesn't matter anymore. Well, I mean, if you play a minimum amount of games and you get released to trade, you get a ring. Because I know in baseball, you have to play a certain amount of games. Wait, so if someone got traded at the tra- that trade deadline and then their former team won, they'd still get a ring? Yeah, because they're contributed. That's, well, no, that's he- dumb. No more got a They're not on the team anymore. Yeah, but... If- July, what, is 31st? I don't know how many games that's in. I don't know. But I know they get a ring if you get trade because uh, the 2010 World Series, I think it was, uh, Kenny Molinas, whatever the hell his name was. Kenny. Yeah. He played for the, um, I believe he played for the Giants, got traded to the Rangers. And then the Giants won and he got a ring? Yeah. So either way, it's huh. <laughs> a win-win for him. Yeah, I guess. But, um, also. Well, I mean, he didn't play in the World Series, so I, is that really a win-win? <laughs> No, he played. He was on the, uh, I, th- I believe he was on, whatever team he was on, he was on both those teams and he got traded. And they ended up facing each other in the World oh, Series. Oh, okay. Got, Same thing, Andrew Verichow yeah. in the uh, 2016 oh, yeah. Bay Finals. I remember that one. That must suck. Yeah. No, you're you're on your, you're, you play for a team, you get traded, or you get released, you get signed by a team. You end up playing that team, play for the championship, and you friggin' lose to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So you want to hit us with some NBA scores, and we'll cut it to the half? Uh, I got a couple more. Oh, uh, Carl, Carl, okay. I saw you well, had to load it up. So speaking about Lakers, uh, Lakers and Clippers game rescheduled for April 9th. Yep. The day after my birthday, guys, for April 8th is my birthday. Are you going to go? Please send me birthday wishes. Um, send me birthday cards, money. Send me something, please, and I will be your best friend forever. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, I would at least two more weeks with the broken uh it's a broken wrist. He had an x-ray after hurting his wrist on January 25th versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. Played the next six games, posting 20-plus points and 10-plus rebounds. Uh, Kyrie Irving is out for the season after getting a uh, shoulder surgery. Leave the Celtics, and look what happens. Um, the Mavericks over the uh, wizard, uh, the Wizards. <laughs> the Magic over the Magic... Jesus Christ, what is wrong with me? <laughs> the Mavericks over the Magic, 122 to 106. Luka putting up uh, a good game, 33 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Uh, Lakers over the 
Grizzlies, 117-105. LeBron James, 32 points, 7 assists. Uh, Chris Paul and the Thunder beat the uh, Nuggets, 113-101. to uh, Chris Paul posted 29 points and 4 rebounds. Um, the Raptors beat the Suns, 118-101. to Pasal uh, Kaskam, uh, 37 points, 12 rebounds, 3 blocks. Uh, Zion Williams and the Pelicans beat the Blazers, 128-115. Zion Williams posted 25 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. The Celtics and Jason Tatum beat the Timberwolves, 127-117. Tatum posted... What? So I was just jamming oh. to your words. Uh, Tatum posted 28 points, 11 rebounds. <gasps> the Spurs and the uh, Jazz... Sorry, guys, I was reading something else. Uh, Spurs beat the uh, Jazz 113-104. DeMar DeRozan, 18 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists. Pacers beat the Knicks uh, 106-98. DeMontis Sabonis, 24 points, 13 rebounds. And the Cavaliers beat the Wizards 113-28. Colin Sexton, 25 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. And I can't believe that both these teams can still make the freaking playoffs. It's insane to think about. I I feel like that a team from the Eastern Conference is going to make the playoffs with less than 35 wins. I also heard John Wall might be able to come back. Oh, really? Yeah, he's been practicing shooting. Double checking. I put John E. Wall. Who's John E. Wall? Uh, John, John E. Wall. <laughs> um, Do the John Wall. John Wall. I remember that. Maybe that Twitter video <laughs> lied. Maybe. Maybe he's just getting reps in for next year. Who knows? Um, you got anything about more basketball? Nope, they lied. They lied. All right. Cut into the half. Yep. And we're back. So let's talk about weed, shall we? <laughs> Uh, Ex-Brown lineman Greg Robinson could face up to almost 20 years to prison for all. He wasn't alone. No, we, uh, Wide we receiver Quan Bray, whoever the heck he former, was. Former. Yeah. Um, face up to 20 years into prison for alleged possession of 157 pounds of marijuana. Marijuana. <laughs> stay stay off the weed damn dude I guess he sorry <laughs> um <laughs> I believe he was drafted <sighs> second overall in 2014 Just, yep 2014 has been impressive at all I don't even know how long he's been in the league since 2014 um, he was drafted by the Rams 2014, played for them for two years, played for the Lions, played for the Browns. Yep. Hasn't really like been. five years. Yeah, hasn't five, really been. Years. Hasn't been impressive at all. Nope. He's only played in, uh, 73 games and started in 61. Um, so you can pretty much say his career is done. Yeah, a U.S. Border Patrol canine alerted on their vehicle. And then they inspected, and 157 pounds of marijuana. Both were charged with conspiracy to possess, with intent to distribute, and possession with the intent. What? 
Oh, okay. Wait. They're charged with conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute marijuana and possession with intent to distribute marijuana. Basically the same thing. Yeah. But I don't know why they had to say it twice. One just included the word conspiracy in the front. That confused the heck out of me reading that. Jesus. Did you see the duffel bags? Do you want to see the duffel bags? It's a lot of weed. Those are giant bags of marijuana. The good good. I'm just kidding. You're going near border control. Yeah. Oh, let's put it in the bag. Maybe they won't know what it is. Put it in the back seat. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> Jesus. You literally can get weed fucking anywhere. Why would you think it's a good idea to do that? She's probably going to sell it because of how poor their football careers are going. You get a lot of dodo for that, but... Because Quan Bray played in the AAF. Right now, you know how Canadian, that worked. Right now, I was in the Canadian Football League. <laughs> Probably not anymore. <laughs> nope. Oh man. Um. Let's talk about the NFL's CBA proposal, in which the NFL owners approved. Shall we? I disagree with this one hundred thousand percent. So, part of the agreement moves the NFL to a seventeen se- there we go a seventeen game schedule beginning in twenty twenty one with players getting an increase and the playoffs would increase from twelve teams to fourteen. So, um, JJ Watt tweeted hard no on that proposed CBA. Yep. Richard Sherman tweeted leadership. I am with you. Please communicate with your team rep to in response to JJ Watt. Yeah. And then Fournette tweeted, I disagree with 17 games. Yep. Sorry, three players are disagreeing with it. And I got to see who this is. Their Twitter name is Nino at QDigs6. I'm just trying to figure out who this is. Maybe I said it in the article. Um, I don't know. I don't know who this player is, if he even is a player. But what, what, what was it? I can look it up. Q, at QDigs6. QDigs6. Are we in the tweet? I put a W. Yeah, Q dig six. It just says Nino, brother of who's that? I am I am twenty three. Quentin, Quentin Jammer. Jammer. I have no idea. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. He tweeted in response to Adam Schefter. Schefter tweeted um more on the transformational CBA proposal now on the table per sources. As part of the new deal, players go from 47% share under current deal to 48% at 16 games and then 48.5% share if they go to go to 17, shifting $5 billion of revenue to Quan- player's side. Quandre Diggs, never heard oh, of him. Oh, okay. I know who that is. You do? Yeah. And then um, he responded to that saying 50-50. I just... And then Eric Weddle, in response to... Basically, the, the same mention of the mm-hmm. percentages. He's like, 17 games equals 50-50 split. Nothing less amongst other changes. Yeah. I just I disagree with this completely. I think it's a stupid idea. I agree a thousand because percent. And now what's the playoff? Now there's... 12 to 14. 12 to 14. Just only, under half. And there's only one bye, right? Um, 
Let me look at this real quick. Maybe if it says it in here. I didn't. Let's see. Postseason. Player squad. Fifth year options. Gambling. Uh, minimum salaries. Training camp. Working conditions. Benefits. Rights. Um. I'm not seeing anything in this tweet about the playoffs unless I'm just blind. Um, yeah, I don't see it in this area. Um, yeah, I don't see this going through for 17 games. The wild card games would be playing wild card weekend while the number one two seeds receive a first home by under the possible new system. A report could take place as next season. Blah blah blah. Um, there will there will be seven teams making the playoffs from each conference rather than six. There will only be a single first round playoff given to the top teams in each conference rather than two buys per conference. Um, players on a Players on a team receiving first and five receive postseason play. Yeah, I have what Will said. I think it's stupid. Um, if the new produced play uh, proposed playoff format was in fact lasting, the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, Los Angeles Rams would have been the last two teams, while the Bears would have been a mirror game back of a postseason playoff berth. So basically, a team that can go seven and nine can make the playoffs. Yeah. So let's say I'm just saying, for instance, because the NFC East, for example, is a crap hole. Anyone can win. So let's say if the Redskins truck, everyone goes seven and nine, seem to the playoffs, make the Super Bowl, and play the Patriots, who go fourteen and two, or even the eight and eight Pittsburgh Steelers. Who's going to watch a seven and nine team versus an eight and eight team? Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to watch a seven and nine team versus an eight and eight team. Um, not only that, injuries can be a huge factor because let's say it's down to week 17. Um, you're, you're the division in the line, you have to put Tom Brady in because usually week 15, week 16, that's when the starters start to slow down. Yeah. Now there's going to be more injuries happen because let's say if, for instance, the Ravens and Steelers are fighting for the uh, division. Mm-hmm. Let's say if Lamar Jackson tears ACL. Yeah. You're screwed. Because well, now you're going to play with the backup quarterback. Robert Griffin as your quarterback. That's the same as anything. I know, but there's so much injuries that can happen. I, I just disagree with all this. I hope it doesn't happen. Well, but even 17 games, injury happens even beforehand. Like, um, what's his face? Derek Carr of the Raiders. Oh, yeah. That one year he was killing it, and then he got injured in, what, week 15? I think it was 15. 14, 15. It was late in the season. Yeah, then uh, I just... And then... Uh, I just... Uh, shite happens. But it's the NFL. They care about money. Now they look at this saying another wild card, another playoff game. Ratings, money, the revenue. I think it's fortunately going to happen. Well, the players have to agree to it. Hopefully they don't. I really hope they don't. As if they get their money at 50-50. True. So, I didn't. I don't have any articles in regards to this, but I d- I wanted to ask you this because I saw like a headline, but I didn't click on it or anything. So I just want to get your opinion 
on what kind of contract do you think Dak Prescott will get? Doesn't have to be a long answer, just kind of curiosity at this point. Is it from the Cowboys or anyone else? Because isn't he a free agent? He, w- yes, I think he is. So we'll say what kind of contract he'll sign with the Cowboys. But give a number Five for the years. Cowboys and then give a number for another team. I'll say Cowboys four years, 45 million. A year? I don't think they'll give it. It's not worth it. They went seven and nine, John. What quarterback produces seven and nine with Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper and is worth $45 million? Not Dak Prescott. I think he will. I don't know. It's tough. I would rather give $45 million to Randy Moss right now. (laughs) Maybe because he demanded more from the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will say, no, just see if he'll take it. And if he doesn't, then I think it's some idiot team out there. We'll give him maybe five years, $50 million. Because it's, I think some will give him a big contract. If Dak Prescott makes over $30 million a year, that's a disgrace yes. to any quarterback. Why? What do you think? I think you should make no more than $30 million a year. I would call Bobby, but Bobby's probably sleeping. You know what? This is Bobby's. Th- th- this is Bobby's topic here. We're gonna call him. That's Bobby, guys. Hello. I know, right? Hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a lot louder than I thought you were gonna be right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're on the podcast, and we have a question for you that we think you would give a good take on. Okay. Um, what kind of contract is Dak Prescott going to sign this offseason? A like length and money wise. I think he is going to be franchise tag. Well, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh shit. And the Dallas Cowboys are gonna trade their star defensive player whose contract's almost up with uh, their first round pick next year for Detroit's third pick, and they're going to drop to a tag of Aloha. And then just dump Dak Prescott? Yep. And then trade him midseason. Yeah, because Tua did say he'd be fine learning under a quarterback. Yeah, so you got, uh, you set Tua for a whole year or eight weeks until the trade deadline. You've already seen Dak Prescott's ceiling. True. Seven and nine. And mean 13 and three. With his rookie year. Yeah, but 7-9 and nine the last year, and that's what matters. I mean, injuries and... He things. had Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper and a pretty good offensive line. And the Eagles were above average last year. They had the greatest wide receiver core in the NFL. What? When? 40 years ago? <laughs> last year, the Philadelphia Eagles had... Single-handedly, the best five receivers in the NFL. Bobby, you, I, and Will could have gone in there and looked like friggin' pro bowlers. Oh, I know. To be honest, Carson Wentz was throwing to yard chairs. Yep. Yeah. But uh, want to hear what John and I had to say about Dak Prescott's contract? Sure. John said he he thinks he would sign for forty-five mil a year. Yep. And I said if anyone offers him over 30 mil, it's a disgrace. Whoa, he's worth more than 30 mil, boy. No, he's not. Oh, no, he is. Want to know why? Why? 
He had Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper, and he went seven and nine. That's why. How much can you contribute it to coaching, Billy? We still need to play. How we we'd have to really know the Cowboys system. How many plays percentage wise did Dak Prescott call in, instead of Jason Garrett? I mean, that's a factor. Jason Garrett's the one calling the plays. Was he? Ellen Moore, yeah. The head coach. Just saying. Just saying. Well. Also, John, Johnny Boy, what are you doing tonight? I have no idea yet. Probably nothing. We have a we have a squad rolling over for the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight. That if you want to come. What time's the fight at? Nine ten. Ah, the main card starts at nine. They're projected to go on around midnight. If you could see the look on John's face, I'm he just gave you. I'm old as hell. Yeah, I'll let you know. I mean, it's a freaking weekend. I got yeah. nothing planned. It's a freaking weekend, baby. And right. text me who wins whenever the fight ends. I'll All be right, at work, well. so I can't watch. So. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your podcast. I'll see you guys later. Thank you. We're approaching the end now. We just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Oh, yeah. Dak Prescott. I like him. Hopefully he goes to New England. Shouldn't get more than 30 mil a year and stay far away from New England. 40 mil a year. No. Bye-bye. So there's Bobby. Check out BB&J Sports on Twitch for their show on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I think they're consistent. I don't know. I don't follow their Twitch. They're they're inconsistent when it comes mm-hmm. to uploading that, the yes. audio on the podcast yes. platform, but I think they're consistent with the Twitch yes. video. So that's the best way to find their stuff is on Twitch at BB and J Sports. BB and J Sports. You owe us. Yes. For that chat out because we're getting more viewers now. Yes. We're averaging like thirteen viewers an episode now. Guys, we're we, getting up there. Guys, we appreciate you. We really do. I was looking at the analytics, right? Every time we share the anchor link. We get like we average like one anchor listen an episode. I'll take shit. Most of them are from like Apple Podcasts, so I think we're getting subscribers. Sweet, yeah. So, do you have any more football? Uh, Eagles are looking to trade Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. Uh, he's been critical of Carson Wentz, but um, Alshon Jeffrey's agent came out and said he loves to stay in Philadelphia. I personally hope they trade him. Um, Greg Olson, the Seahawks agreed to a one-year deal, seven million. Uh, Drew Brees is coming back for another season. I think he wants to prove that he can win one more Super Bowl. Definitely. Uh, and should the Packers draft a new quarterback? Yes. Um, cap- uh, I'm also Capitals, wrong sport, dummy. QB's uh, on the roster are Tim Boyle, backup, and Manny Wilkins, the practice squad. Last time they drafted a quarterback was Brett Hundley in 2015. Oh, wow. Uh, Drew uh, Evan Rogers is 36 years old. Um, I know he recently said he wants to do what Tom Brady wants to do, but I think personally Evan Rogers has dipped down. Yeah. They should at least – no? Well, okay, wrong team. Not dip down, but – Yeah, they should definitely think about signing somebody else just yes. in case this is a backup. But when we end, I have a package that just got thrown over. Whoa! <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> we got new ghosts. They scream, Whoa! So I have one last thing, and it's not football. I also got the hockey. Oh yeah, we forgot. You'll 
All right, so we'll we'll start your hockey minute. I'm gonna go run down and grab that real quick. So please stay tuned for John's hockey minute. And you <laughs> <laughs> just add into it. All right, I'll be right back, John. All take right, it, take it away with hockey. Yep. Blue Jackets' Oliver uh, Borkstrand is out with the fractured ankle, slid into the boards versus the Flyers on Thursday night. He'll be out eight to ten weeks. Might need surgery. He has twenty-one goals and thirteen assists. Uh, Bruins acquire Andre Case from the Ducks for David Baskis in a first round twenty a twenty twenty first round pick and Alex uh, Henderson. Uh, Rangers over the Hurricanes last night, path to two. Islanders over the Red Wings, four to one. Blackhawks over the uh, Predators, two to one overtime. Uh, Blues over the Stars, five to one. Bruins over the Flames, four to three. Bruins have been playing fantastic lately. Wild over the Oilers, five to three. And Avalanche uh, edge of Ducks, one to nothing. Um, the standings are the. Uh, Penguins are sitting at 37, 16, 6 with 80 points. The Bruins are 39, 11, and 2 with 90 points. The Blues are 35, 17, and 10 with 80 points. And the Golden Knights, 32, 22, and 8 with 72 points. Leon Dreisaitl is still leading the Ancho with 97 points. David Pasternak, 43 goals. Leon Dreisaitl, 62 assists. Uh, Tuka leads all goalies with a 2.04 GAA. Uh, Tuka Rask again, uh, point. 932 save percentage. Elvis uh, Merzinglis. Probably said that wrong, but eh. Uh, five shutouts. And 40 years ago, today was a miracle on ice. Um, the USA, in the four time defending champions, uh, to beat the Soviet Union. Uh, Soviet Will's back. I'm back, y'all. Uh, the Soviet have won uh, four. I've won the gold in uh, five of the six previous Winter Olympics. They were the favorites to win one more in uh, Lake Placid. The team uh, considered a primary professional players with uh, saving experience in international play. By contrast, the uh, USA team led by Coach Herb Brooks uh, was lit mostly led by amateur players with only four with the uh, minor league experience. The United States was the youngest team in the tournament in the U.S. national team history. Uh, in group stage, both the Civil Union and the U.S. Uh, teams were unbeaten. Uh, the U.S. Uh, advanced several more results, including a 2-2 drug in Sweden, a 7-3 uh, upset victory over the second favorite place. Uh, yeah. So 40 years ago, today was... Miracle on Ice, well, hockey. Hockey, you I didn't hear half of it because I wasn't even up here. No, he wasn't. All right, so. Czechoslovakia. They beat Czechoslovakia 7-3. So let's move on to gender pay inequality. Nope. Because <laughs> the U.S. women's soccer team asked the judge to rule in their favor in gender discrimination suit and award them nearly $67 million. I'm mad as hell. No way. <laughs> Got it in. <laughs> yep. I forgot. So um, they asked the judge to rule in their favor to avoid a trial. And apparently um, U.S. soccer argued that the women's team were paid under the structure they asked for in the last collective bargaining agreement and that the players asked for a very different contract. Oh, come on. That offered them more benefits than that more benefits that the men's players did not get, including guaranteed annual salaries, medical and dental insurance, paid child care assistance, paid pregnancy and paternal leave, 
and severance benefits, salary, continuation during periods of injury, access to a retirement plan, multiple bonuses, and more. That's what U.S. Soccer is arguing. So, so, yeah. Just... I, uh, yeah, 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 I mean, uh, <laughs> hey, the, and the men's side is, uh, are kind of in favor of it, too. Oh, they are? Yeah, it's like, the men's union said in a statement that the women's 2017 to 2021 deal is worse than the men's 2011 to 2018 deal. You know what? I mean, I should look at it. It's 2020 now. I mean, th- it's a different time if they want to just give it to them. I know people feel different about it, but you know what? It's it's 2020 now. No, I, I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know if you think women should be paid the same amount as the men. I'm all for equal opportunity. Equal outcome is different. Yeah. Because you know how people will argue, same pay for same job. Because if you, if you do really think about it, the men's soccer team and women's soccer team, technically not the same job. Yeah, the men are in the men's league. The, the men's women, the usually get more views to begin with. Yeah, true. The women's, they however, perform exceptionally better. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for getting, giving them also, like a crap ton of bonuses to make up for it for winning every year. Also, when like I watch an NBA game, pack jam, even the worst team you playing, and it's still almost sold out. Then yeah. you watch a WNBA game, the arena is maybe seventy five percent empty. Yeah. That's it says a lot. But it's just mm-hmm. like nobody <laughs> here even watches soccer until the World Cup really to begin with. I don't watch soccer. I just I but I, I try watching the FIFA World Cup, even when the so- MLS player Saran just past year. I tried watching, I was like, I can't watch this crap. It's mystical, mystical, zero zero. Yeah. I don't know. I can't get into soccer, but I saw that. I'm like, huh? that, that's a lot of money to just to be asking for. Yeah, but uh, that that's really it. Everyone has their own opinions on it. Yep. And I bet people listening saying, "What? What jacks? What jacks, John Willock?" <laughs> I'm sure that whatever the right decision is will happen. Yeah, don't the give judge it to will them. decide whatever the right decision is. So if they get their money, great. If not, yeah, it's you, the the bargaining agreement ends in 2021. So they can negotiate for more money. Yep. It's going to be a hard Rich. no. <laughs> Throwback. Or callback. Um, yeah, so that's the podcast. John, where can they find you? You can find my Instagram at John O'Halloran15. You can find me on my Twitter at Underbar John, Underbar O'Halloran. You already know my YouTube. It's my John name. O'Halloran. It's my name. Will, can find you in the interweeby. You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at William Kliske. You can find the show at TTL Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And our special call out guest, you can find him on both Twitter and Instagram at OG Bobby, Bobby Legend. Legend. And rate, review, and subscribe. Share friends and family, please. You guys have been doing a great job with it. And we will see you on Tuesday. Monday, too. Well, kidding. Mo- we record Monday. Yeah, no, and just we just uploaded. I know. So I was we'll to get, see you then. I was trying to get them excited. Yeah. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye.